Shameless Media. This episode of Everybody Has a Secret is brought to you by the newest member of the Garnier Fructus hair food family, Glossy Pineapple, designed to nourish and bring shine to dull hair. Ever wondered if someone's having an affair, if their money is a little suspicious, or if the rumours about their family are true? We think everybody is carrying around a secret. And this show, well, it's all about spilling them. Welcome to Everybody Has a Secret. My name is Annabelle Lee. I am your host and ultimate secret sharer. To my left is producer Eilish Gilligan. Hi, babes. Hi. Hi, babes. And hello, babes, to the gal opposite <laughs> me. My co-host, Gemma Watts. She's back. She's back. <laughs> and we're playing a game. I don't think you like this game, Gemma. I don't think anybody likes this game. This is truth or consequence. Can't wait to do the consequence <laughs> because uh, I can just about guarantee, based on last season, anything that's on the truth card, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> I'll explain the rules, Gemma, if you don't remember, but I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a juicy question you might not want to answer, and if you don't, that's totally fine. If you choose not to, then you'll be faced with a consequence that I will explain to you after you've made your decision. What was annoying last time is... After I answered the question, I found out what the consequence would have been and it was so easy and I just don't think you're going to play it like that again because I love you both very much, but I don't trust you. (laughs) We keep you on your toes, that's for sure. Okay, are you ready to hear your truth question? No. No, well, you're going to get it (laughs) and you're going to hate it. Where is the most obscure place you've had sex? Tell me the events that led you to that moment in detail. So the consequence. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you have your phone on you? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to get it now? Or? I'll, I'll tell you the consequence first and then you can have some time to think about it as you go and retrieve your phone. <laughs> you are going to post an obscure notes app apology to your Instagram followers on your stories for something that happened earlier this morning. It will read as follows. <laughs> I've got to text my manager first. <laughs> you can definitely do that. Hi, everyone. For those who saw my post this morning, let me just say, oops, I certainly didn't mean to post that. I'd appreciate it if we could pretend it never happened. Laughy face. Oh my God, I love that because people are just going to think it's a nude and that's a slight. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's like a playful, like anything could have happened. And how long do I have to keep it up for? What are the T's and C's? The T's and C's are keep it up till the end of the episode. And then you can delete it. We'll we'll check in at the end. We'll check in at the end. The reason I ask is because I have an emceeing job after this. And I'm like, imagine if people are tagging me in their posts and they're like, I'm sorry, did she post a nude? (laughs) (laughs) So you're allowed to, because what Louis did last season, he got a similar kind of thing. The car, the iconic car. I can't believe he bought a new car. That's so cool. (laughs) You are allowed to apologise for the apology after and be like, hey, just kidding. I might even keep the apology up and just be like, gotcha. (laughs) Gotcha. I'll get my phone. Yay. Okay. And we're posting. Excellent. Watch me race through the rest of this episode. (laughs) It's like some intense secret that really requires a well thought out answer. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, just go for it. (laughs) That's a wrap. Go for it. How's the heart rate at the moment? 
nowhere near as bad as I thought it would be. Oh, great. This is good cardio. <laughs> <laughs> we will check back in at the end of the episode. I cannot wait to the see. The fact that I have a response immediately. <laughs> <laughs> People are on Gemma Watch, that's for sure. Gemma, get that out of your mind because it is time now to hear today's secret. The producer, Eilish, will read out for the us. The secret is... Two of my friends made me post it embarrassing <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> no, that is not the secret today. <laughs> this secret's going to require a bit of a gear shift for your mind. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Deep breaths, everyone. Today's secret comes from Maria. Hi, Annabelle and the Shameless Media team. My dilemma is a bit unusual, but I'm hoping you can help me in some small way. I have a small, tight-knit family. There's my dad, a successful businessman, my mum, a stay-at-home Fitzbo tennis type, my fraternal twin sister Asha and me. I am very lucky to have had the upbringing that I've had. My parents gave us the world and then some. To outsiders, they spoil us. My dad is known for bankrolling holidays on a whim and encourages us to make use of his apartment in New York just to get out in the world. My mum fusses over us every chance she gets, even though we're now in our 20s. When we're all back home in WA, we're expected to have weekly family dinners with both of our partners. When partners can't make it, it's not received well. It's intense and loving and probably a little over the top. We are very privileged and also very loved. I'm starting to suspect this level of parental attention and love has done serious damage to my sister's mind, though. Asha has always been a little bit needy or maybe even a bit melodramatic. Since we were little, Asha was referred to as the theatrical one, whereas I'm the more even-tempered, unassuming twin. She was the debating and rowing captain at our school and belonged to the most high-profile friendship group, whereas I kept to myself mostly. Despite being twins, we always kept separate friends since we were little, and my friends are much more introverted and low-key than hers. We are kind of night and day now that we are fully-fledged adults. She has a habit of bending the truth and exaggerating, which I despise and find myself cringing at more and more. What I've noticed increasingly is that despite Asha having literally everything you could ever ask for, wealth, a loving family, a promising university degree trajectory, a decent boyfriend, something is always wrong. The more privileged our lives get, the more convoluted health issues she seems to have. At first, it was her complaining of general fatigue. Which, like, okay, I get that fatigue is frustrating. But she was also a 20-year-old who was a chronic partier when this fatigue was driving her mental. To the point where she insisted she must have leukaemia. Then it was tingly toes and fingers, numbness or stiffness, sporadic headaches. The list goes on and on and on. Of course, like any concerned parents would, my mum and dad helped her consult with doctors and specialists for the last two years. They ran all of the tests, did all of the investigations, and came up blank. She doesn't have glandular fever. She doesn't have an autoimmune condition. She certainly didn't have cancer. I feel like she bounds out of bed some days when it suits her, when she has a party or a cool event to be seen at, but wallows in bed every Tuesday and says she can't move, which happens to be her main uni day. So here's my theory why. She's not actually sick. Or, if she is sick with something, it's Munchausen syndrome, the disease where people convince themselves they are sick. I sound harsh, and maybe I am, but when I hear conversations about people suffering from fictitious ailments, 
Asha comes straight to mind. I've harboured this suspicion for months now, but the reason I felt compelled to reach out is that my parents are complete suckers for what's going on. Because Asha hasn't gotten the diagnosis she wants from legit doctors, they're intensely discussing alternative and increasingly woo-woo options overseas. My mum in particular can't seem to fathom that Asha isn't actually sick. This ordeal of what's going on with Asha's health has bonded them together in a way that's infuriating. It's like they're in a little cult. Asha's ailments are now the topic of every dinner, every family chat message. Mum and Asha don't consult real doctors anymore. They're convinced real doctors are conspiring against Asha for what reason or purpose, I have literally zero idea, so have exclusively chosen alternative paths. If something doesn't change, my parents are looking down the barrel of hundreds of thousands of dollars in experimental treatments, which, yes, they can afford, but that feels beside the point. I suspect my dad and Asha's boyfriend, Louie, are seeing and feeling what I am, but they've never come out and said it. They mostly keep their opinions to themselves and keep the peace. To accuse someone of Munchausen syndrome feels like it could be a bit of a bomb to the family dynamic, but I don't know what else to do. My entire family has been consumed by what I see as my sister's narcissism, and our lives are being swallowed up by this never-ending health hunt. Do I call it as I see it and tell her it's all in her head? (sighs) My gut is actually saying, I don't know if you can. I agree with you. How on earth would you say, yeah, it's all in your head? Think of people like me who are really suffering, who have had to post an Instagram apology. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think that you can. I have many, many thoughts. There's a lot in there that sticks out. I'm, I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose her with anything, but I think it's pretty clear that she is suffering from something. Mm. And regardless of what that is, I feel like whatever she is suffering from, Munchausen's or whatever, it means something. Like it does yeah, mean something. There's something happening there's in something her brain. something weighing on her yeah. at the moment. You said you had many thoughts, Gemma. Mm. We will get to those, but we'll do that right after the break. We all know that a good hair care routine is so important and our friends at Garnier are the experts in everything hair. We are loving their latest flavour to the hair food range, Glossy Pineapple. Garnier Fructus Hair Food is Garnier's first hair care regime made from 96% to 98% natural origin ingredients. The ingredients are powered by superfruits to nourish even the hungriest of hair. Glossy Pineapple is available as a shampoo, conditioner and a three-in-one treatment. All three products are made from a vegan formula and a silicon-free. Another thing that I love about this range is that the Hair Foods shampoo and conditioner packaging is made from recycled plastics and is also recyclable in curbside recycling. It is so good knowing that whilst you are taking care of your hair, you're also doing your part to take care of the environment. If you're in need of a new hair care regimen to nourish your locks and leave them smelling and feeling fresh, then check out the Garnier website to find out more about the Glossy Pineapple Hair Food range. Thank you so much to Garnier for making this episode of Everybody Has a Secret possible. Starts with the fact that Maria and Asha are twins. Mm. They obviously share the same parents who are quite wealthy. Mm. Do you think being spoiled by these parents 
can trigger something like Munchausen's? No, I think it uh, your upbringing plays a massive part in who you become. But I don't really know that that can trigger such a serious mental illness. Again, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm absolutely not a doctor. <laughs> but no, I mean, there's there's a massive chemical component to mental illness. Mm. It could, but I don't think being spoiled can be used as a crutch yeah. really in any situation. So for this story, I spoke to somebody called Jordan Hope, who is from MunchausenSupport.com, and they are a Munchausen's by proxy advocate. Mm. Huh. And I just wanted to share some of their thoughts on Munchausen syndrome or what is actually now called factitious disorder imposed on self when oh, it's it just rolls right off the that tongue. person yeah oh. right <laughs> when it's your problem and then Munchausen by proxy is obviously when it's imposed on somebody else so Jordan says Munchausen syndrome is when a person fabricates induces or exaggerates symptoms physical or psychological in themselves with seemingly no benefit in doing it it is mostly viewed as a way to meet emotional needs from hospital staff, family, and or the community. So I think there could be something in the idea that maybe Asha is looking for something. Mm. Well, because Maria here says that this is all stemming from narcissism. Mm. which It could be. It could be. It also could be something else. Because I'm very, I'm very cognizant of the fact that we're only hearing Maria's yeah, side that, of things here. Yeah, that's so... So true. So you read this and you think, yeah, Ash is a narcissist. She's just doing this yeah. for attention. But I also imagine we might in another world get a secret like this from someone like Asha who's actually dealing yeah. with something beyond narcissism. I, uh, this is going to sound a bit nasty, but other than watching her parents spend all of this money and fuss over her, Maria doesn't really concern you. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> it's not your battle. Because <laughs> she's saying, I get that my parents have money, but that's beside the point. What is the point here? Yeah. Like, I think the point for me would be, hopefully the end goal is for Asha to be healthy and happy, right? Isn't yeah. that our, isn't that everyone's goal? <laughs> and so maybe there could be a way where through all of this, as she says, woo-woo, alternative medicine kind of stuff, through this, maybe we could find the answer. Like maybe Asha is going through something that isn't necessarily medical. Yeah. But I think they could maybe find that. Well, I mean, it's it's not my place, but one of my girlfriends has been diagnosed with something called health anxiety. Mm. It could be very much linked to that. Could be any number of things. Again, not a doctor, but could yeah. be anxiety. Could just, could be any number of things. I think also like there's this perception that somebody with Munchausen's, which, you know, we'll never know for sure if, Asha has or not because we just don't have enough information mm. there's something that is like a stigma that people have against people with this kind of mental illness that they're doing it out of malevolence yeah like they're doing it because they're like a bad person it is a mental illness like there mm. is something going on yeah. in her mind if not physically in her body it's not that she's like making it up just because she's a really bad person. No. And the mind is a powerful thing. Mm. Like even I've been in situations where, for example, if I'm stressed about something, I won't sleep and that, you know, yeah. rears its head physically in that way. Like that's I mean, a very small example. But a, yeah. a, like a, a fun example <laughs> is um, when you look at people who get sympathy pains when a woman's mm, in labour. Yeah. You're not actually in labour, mm. but that doesn't mean your feelings and your pain and stuff aren't valid. Yeah. 
It's a really tricky one. Yeah. And so, as I said, I just hope that this kind of leads to Asha seeing a psychologist or a psychiatrist or someone that can help her figure out what's going on mentally because there's definitely something going on. And and honestly, I I think it's probably worth it for Maria to have a chat to someone too because this would be a lot for anyone to go through, watching your whole family spiral around something, whether her sister is or isn't physically sick. That's a lot to deal with. I think it's worth speaking to someone to help alleviate that load. Mm. If she is super set on seeing if anyone else is having the same suspicions as her, I wouldn't be talking to the boyfriend. I don't think it's your place, but... I wonder if there's a way she can sort of broach the subject with her dad, but I still think it's risky. I think it's risky too. And like if if no one's broaching it with you, I mean, generally I'm not of the mindset that like wait for people to communicate with you before you do them. If you feel like you want to mm. talk to someone, sure. Yes. But like, for example, if Ash's boyfriend isn't reaching out to you saying, oh, something's up, I don't think then that it's appropriate. Nah. I also want to say that, like, I'm not a twin, so I don't know what it's like. But there's... I'm not even a sibling. <laughs> <laughs> so you, math shop. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go and check my phone. <laughs> but I don't think it would be invalid of me to say that there would be something in the experience of being a twin and being compared oh my God, to someone who has been the more confident one growing yeah. up. And then to have, as adults, your parents shower your twin with all of this love and money and... Mm. This like concern about her health, I imagine that would do something. Oh, it'd be so to you mentally hard. too. So hard, and you're so right. I'm I'm not a twin, but <laughs> I, I knew a lot of twins growing up, and even a lot of siblings growing up that were mm. close in age. And they would always be like, "Oh, this one's better at sport. This one's the smarter one. This mm. one's the funnier one." Like that's killer. Yeah, for sure. When and you're I, an only child, she's like, "Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> she's doing her thing. <laughs> Very well loved." <laughs> And yeah, I don't want to say, I don't want to call this jealousy because I don't think it is. No. I think it's something very, very, very loosely related. There's probably a better word for it, but something about being compared all of your life, for sure. Comparison is the word that comes to mind for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. So there would be ways, I think, where Maria could support Asha. Mm. Perhaps what you were saying, seeing someone about what your mental processes are right now, bettering the way your perceiving Asha's situation maybe could help Asha. Or even talking to her, like, honestly. Mm. Like, your twins, Mm. there is such a bond there, your family, you could ask her more about her symptoms and more about what her health, like, how her health has impacted her life and what her mental health is like. We talk so much about checking in with our friends about their mental health and I think this might actually be a really good time to do that with your sister. Yeah, because actually twins can't read each other's minds. (laughs) (laughs) There's such power as well in just making people aware that you are available for them Mm. to speak to and Mm. to, I mean, not to use another cliche, but to hold space. Like if she knows that you're there to listen, I think just by virtue of being a human, she will start to open up more and more and more and you're there to help her. But if she doesn't know that you're there to help her, eh, what's she going to do? Would you agree that Maria should first internally figure out the way she's feeling about Asha? Because I think if you inherently think that your twin sister is like a narcissist is where I'm thinking with the wrong tone. Yeah. But I definitely do think conversations are absolutely worth having. I think it's a really tricky one when someone that you love is going through something like this. You don't want to overwhelm them as well. I imagine I've had friends go through things and I've definitely thought like, oh, they're probably getting this. Oh, my God. Hi, I'm here for you a lot. But I think as we've spoken about so much, 
in our personal lives, it's never too much to let someone know you're there. Truly, because they don't, you know, if you reach out to someone and say, I am here if you want to talk or if you don't want to talk, they can sit there and go, you know, I'm actually not up to talking at the moment. Mm. Like it's at least they know the option is there should they feel the need to reach out. Yeah. Our lovely Munchausen by Proxy advocate Jordan had this to say when I asked them, if you suspect your loved one is suffering from Munchausen's, what should you do? They said, this is really tough. Oftentimes people with Munchausen are unwilling to hear anything about the possibility of having this disorder because of the stigma attached with it, the lack of resources to get help, and fear of judgment and rejection. I think that's really important because, Mm, again, it just kind of reiterates the idea that there is a huge stigma attached to Munchausen and also mental illness in general. And people might not be willing to confront the idea that they might actually be struggling with something like that. Yeah. Mm. So they really struggle to be honest about it. Jordan says something that can be helpful is changing the topic when medical talk comes up and trying to focus more on the emotional well-being of the person since that is usually part of the underlying unmet need. It can also be helpful to set boundaries with the person while you're still able to let them know that you are there to support them. You can't offer any support regarding any physical ailments. Helping the person build an identity outside of sickness can also be really helpful. It's important to recognise that you cannot force change and that you are not responsible for a person's recovery. At the end of the day, you can try to offer support and love and a loved one may or may not be able to accept it for a multitude of reasons. I thought this was really grounded advice. There are three things in what you just said that stuck out to me the first being changing the subject when the subject of illness comes up because I think where Maria's at currently if the subject came up she would immediately be like okay interrogation time Mm. let's try and catch her out in a lie um the other thing you were saying about how you are not responsible for their recovery I'm not sure what the wording was but that's so accurate because Mm. you can really only help someone that wants to be helped and Thirdly, helping them establish an identity outside of their illness. If this is something that she has turned into her personality, how wonderful would it be for Maria to be like, hey, remember all of these things that you loved doing and interested in? I'm here to explore those activities with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like all you can really do is be the loved one and the friend that you're there for. Like you really have no... No offence, Maria, but like I don't think you can tell her that she's... You can't. No. No. I also think... I know that Marie has framed alternative medicine as like a oh, waste of money, but mm. I actually think it makes a lot of sense because if you were to go to a doctor, a GP about this kind of stuff, even if there was something medically wrong, they can struggle to diagnose. <laughs> like, no, sure. that's it's kind of they mean can. and harsh, but sometimes, yeah. especially with pain in women, you go with something and they're, they're like, oh, it's nothing. Well, it's funny you say that. <laughs> I have a real world experience of this. I um, lost circulation in one of my toes a couple of weeks ago oh, and it, the toenail started to turn a little blue. In no way is this relevant, but I'm going to bring it back, I promise. And I couldn't get in with my normal GP who is amazing. She's so thorough. She's the best. So I just went and saw someone else and I said, hey, my toenail's turning a little bit blue. I don't know if there's a hematoma forming, which is a blood clot. Medical. (laughs) Um, But I heard that it can be like drained and she said, no, no, it's fine. Her advice was don't wear closed toe shoes if that's making it hurt. And I'm like, is that not the punchline of a joke? You go to the (laughs) dog and say, my arm hurts when I raise and they go, don't raise your arm. And then um, I went back to my actual doctor a week later and it is in fact a blood clot and I'm going to have a black toenail for the next six months because the doctor did not listen to me. Oh my God. See, this has happened to me as well and people I know where it seems like. 
I guess because doctors are busy. I don't know, but it's <laughs> like we love doctors. Yeah, we I love doctors. Oh, I love what I'm you do. literally obsessed with doctors, medicine, all of it. You save it's, lives. But it's yeah, it's a difficult thing when you have like a 15 minute slot and someone totally. you've never seen before comes in and says, "Hey, I think my toenail is a little different to usual." She's gonna go, "Sweetie, yeah, <laughs> yeah. relax, it's fine," and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> And so alternative medicine, I think, would be able to help someone tap into the emotion of it all as well. Yeah. Or like tie it all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Link it all in together. So I think that's definitely wise. Regardless, whatever's going on with Asha is affecting Maria. I'm feeling for Maria because that's a massive thing to be dealing with. For sure. Yeah. And so Maria... Definitely take time out as well and carve time out for yourself. Yeah, be kind to yourself and to your sister. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Gemma, it's the time of the episode we were all waiting for. It's time to check in on what's been going on with your phone, who's been (laughs) messaging you. Okay, well, the first texts are from my managers. Uh-huh. Just pissing themselves. <laughs> they were like, this was a really good consequence. So oh, good. Thank you. Yep. I'm <laughs> the greatest managers of all time. The most recent, actually not as many DMs. I think people are probably too scared to push me on it. I do have one from a a woman named Zara McDonald. <laughs> Executive producer, Zara McDonald. I also only recently discovered the hidden requests folder. So I oh. hate that request. It freaks me out. Every time I tap on it, I'm like, it could be oh, anything Oh, yeah, there's in a here. lot from here in Strangers saying, oh, my God, what happened? Now I want to see it. Ha, ha. And a lot see from it. my girlfriend saying, oh, my God, what was it? Because they're probably confused <laughs> that I haven't sent them a text being like, hey. <laughs> I, I made a mistake. One of my bridesmaids. A swift, she's borrowing some outfits and she's like, oh, yeah, I'll come over Saturday. Also, what did you post this morning? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have the ability to see how many people have sent it to someone else? Is that a function? I would love that. 16. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what the accompanying message would have been. Yeah, I guarantee there's a forum somewhere. (laughs) I'm going to leave it up until I've posted the the follow-up. It's been up for 25 minutes. That's nice. I'll give it another five. (laughs) Give it time. Let it marinate even more. Thank you, Gemma, for playing that game with us. And thank you for being here for this episode. Everybody has a secret. And thank you for not making me talk about sex on the (laughs) podcast my mother listens to. Hi, Jill. (laughs) Hi, Jill. Well, we were like, what couldn't we? Because we really wanted you to post the notes up. So we're like, what can we ask Gemma that she won't actually talk about? Well, I mean, you both know that I'm very, despite last time, my relationship is sacred. Uh-huh. And I'm very conscious that me sharing things like that also involves another person. So that's exactly not my place. that's that. exactly what we predicted your mind would think. <laughs> thank you, Gemma. Thank you, Eilish. And thank you to everyone at home for listening. Thank you so much for supporting the show. If you have a secret you're itching to spill, feel free to email it to us at hotline at shamelessmediaco.com. Everything we read will, of course, be kept completely anonymous. As for socials, you can find us on Instagram at Everybody Has a Secret Pod and on TikTok at Everybody Has a Secret. Bye bye. Bye. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello guys, Mish here. I am the co-founder of Shameless Media. 
Thank you so much for giving us your ears and your mind and your time. We're so grateful. If you enjoy the stuff that we produce, may I recommend our brand new podcast, Style-ish. Style-ish, if you want to say it quickly. Style-ish, if you want to take the long way through. It is our podcast for all things fashion, brand, business, and beauty. If that is in your wheelhouse, if you care about style content, you will love this show. It is, of course, more than just a show as well. It is a newsletter. It is an Instagram feed. It is a TikTok account. There is so much good stuff going out on Stylish every single day starting now. So in your favorite app, search for Style-ish. Give it a listen. Give it a follow. We are an independent media company and we would be so, so grateful for all your support. That's all for me, guys. Check out Stylish and have a good one.